All right, the Colorado Avalanche drop a tough one to the St. Louis Blues. You never want to lose any of them. You especially don't want to lose the St. Louis Blues. You especially don't want to lose in the fashion that the Avalanche did. Threw a ton of shots on net and an ending that was just ripe to tie the game and head to overtime, but the Avs couldn't pull through. So they lose this one 3-2. to two. A lot to talk about. Another episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel. Over on YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And before we even get to any hockey, it's a special day for uh, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. If you follow the show, if more specifically, if you follow our very own Shaggy Von Doom, you know he is a massive Macho Man Randy Savage fan. So why is today so special, sir? Today would have been his 70th birthday. So happy I birthday say, to the cream of the crop. I, I, If you were to you know, have me guess what how old he would have been, it would have been more than 70. That's a really? little bit surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe he just looked older. <laughs> well if you if you see what his brother looks like now yeah Yeah. you'd be like yeah that tracks all right so uh are you doing anything special for today just dressing up like him like halloween version 2.0 or anything (laughs) you say special dressing up like him it's an every other day thing for me (laughs) uh all right so a little bit late with uh this episode too by the way apologies for that i have a, a sick little boy who is up every five minutes in the middle of the night right now which is not conducive to uh, late night podcast recording, so we had to push this more. Okay, and yeah, we're yeah. back. I don't know where I cut out, but uh, I said maybe it's good that we waited till this morning to uh, record this one because emotions were running a little bit high yeah. after last night's game. Um, so time to really like sleep on it and digest it a little bit. And for me, kind of just like a summary of the game for me is like I didn't feel like the Avalanche played particularly bad. You know, yeah. you you come up on the wrong side, and there, there's there's going to be good losses or, or, yeah. or losses you're okay okay with, you know. And I don't, I'm not okay with losing to the Blues. You, you always hate that when you lose to a division rival. You threw 47 shots on net. Uh, you had a, a a an opportunity no team gets at the end of uh, a regulation having a uh, five on three, which turned into a six on three when you pulled the goalie and the Avs just couldn't get through. We'll get to that specifically in a minute, but I kind of want to get your take on these, the overall gist of the game. This is how fun hockey is. This is that thin line that you ride where if you lose a game like this, it's frustrating. It's aggravating because you could point out all the little mistakes that they made, even though on a whole, they played pretty good. But you could point out the mistakes and say, if we yes. would have just done this here, 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 we would have won this game. But if we would have ended up winning, tying it up, winning in overtime, you go back and look at those mistakes and you just say, we could have beat the Blues 6-2, to 6-3, yeah. and you just you use it to further like, boost the fact that you played really, really good and you exemplify the good traits of the game. But there's a lot of little mistakes 
and of course how they finished out you're just yeah it's it's frustrating and you're just ready for the next game to cleanse your palate but overall a frustrating game there's there's opportunities in every game and sometimes yeah. you take advantage of those opportunities and sometimes you miss those opportunities mm-hmm. and in this game it was just <clears throat> missed opportunities from the avalanche you play this game again and in, yeah. in the same fashion <clears throat> i would say eight out of ten times the avalanche are going to win a game like that you yep. just ran into and and i know i know like you know you're gonna you're gonna hear cars screeching when i say this Jordan Bennington played a very good game. You Hush. have to give the guy credit. <laughs> Hush. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I'm not going to say any other goalie. Sometimes goalies just are dialed in. And I'm sorry, when you stop 45 of 47 shots, um, you have to give him some credit for that. Sure, the Avalanche had some wide open chances and whiffed on them. Um, and you, like I said, you run that game back. And likely the Avalanche you would have to feel good about their chances when they play a game like that. So, uh, I mean, the, the big thing is at the end of the game, Avs obviously down three to two, which was the final. Uh, with, it was Josh Manson who drew a, a penalty, a tripping penalty. And then a couple seconds later, the Blues get called for a delay of game. So now you have a five on three. And it happened at like just around like two minute mark. So you're going to finish this game on a power play. And you could have had, you know, the five on three and then the power. If you scored on the first one, you could have another power play. right? So everything was like setting up beautifully for the Avs to at least tie the game, potentially winning it. So you have a five on three with almost a full two minutes. And and I'm, I'm going through my head. I'm like, wow, I don't see this hardly ever. And I'm thinking in my head. Like, what do you do? Do you do you just keep it five on three? Because those are great odds to begin with. Or do you pull that goalie and make it six on three? And the way the Avalanche did it is exactly how I would have done it. They went five on three for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They went five on three. And then I think it got to right around a minute. The Blues were able to clear. And then on the next rush into the zone, that's when they pulled Georgiev and went six on three. And shockingly, there was a lot of overpassing on a six on three. I think it was Kale McCarr <laughs> who had a wide open yeah. net and he passed it back to the right-hand side. I don't know why he uh, – maybe he just didn't have complete control of the puck. <clears throat> I, the puck seemed to be bouncing a lot last night. So I don't know why he passed that up. But just in general, there was a lot of passing movement going on. And maybe we're going to have six on three, you just get giddy that we can just keep cycling this around and eventually just finding that wide-open net. It never happened. And I think there's there's a lot of backlash right now for why would you put in six guys because it just gets convoluted. It just gets there's just too much traffic, and you know I, I would I don't know, I, I get it, but what do you think? I, I've seen a six on three go wrong with the for my day job, the team that I cover. I've seen a six on three where they tried to really? pull the goalie, mistimed putting on that six skater and get a too many men on the ice penalty, and then negate Ooh, that wow. entirely. Okay, uh, I mean it's the emotion, like you're trying to time everything out, and we're a we're a team that gets too many men on the ice. A lot. So <laughs> I, I also understand that. I understand the crowding. But this was mentioned in the YouTube comments yesterday. Bennington's that goalie that you have to start getting in his head early. Because if he gets in there and gets comfortable, forget about it. Mm-hmm. And that's been the, the key to success against the Blues all year this year. And you had an empty first frame against the Blues. And you are piling up shots like crazy. And by the way, this is what I pulled. 
every time we scored a goal, I threw, I had a water bottle and I, every time we scored, I would throw the water bottle. It's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. And I wish everybody would adopt this now, but, um, it's tradition. The, right yeah. It's a tradition now. Yeah. Um, but the more it went on, the more you saw Bennington really settling in. And I feel like him settling in and that six on three, five on three, the abs got too cerebral. And that's a problem the Avs get a lot, where they overthink things. Mm -hmm. Like in that second period when the scoring really opened up, you saw the Avs attacking the zone deep in the trapezoid, like from behind the net where Wayne Gretzky used to set up. And then you would see lines that would come on and set it up at the blue line and pass it around almost like a power play. But then once, you know, time started running out in that third period, it just became that cerebral, like, we have to find the perfect shot. We have to find... And there's only two minutes of well, a power play. And, and when when you're when you're doing that, it's because the goalie is playing so well. Yes, yes. you kind of feel like I, we can't just you know throw a shot on net, and, and which is odd because, like you said, they had 47 shots on goal, but they were like at the end they were they were looking for that perfect pass, especially on a six on three. And a lot of the shots throughout the entirety of the game were coming from just inside the blue line. You weren't yep. going to score that way. Like you, you, he, he was too dialed in by, by doing it. And I get it. You still do it because you get the tip, you get a nice juicy rebound. Anything can happen when you do it, but those shots were not going to go in last night. You had to get kind of like those greasy goals. Um, yep. and they just were not happening for the abs. And with the six on three and people are saying like it's too much traffic. It's too, it, it, it's too much traffic for the blues. It's yep. not too much traffic for the avalanche. They know shots are coming and they're going to maneuver themselves to get out of the way of the shots. There's not, there's, there's three blues on the ice. Yeah, it, it's like they're not going to get in the way of of the shots. If the, anybody's going to get the way in the shots, it's the Avalanche, which they weren't doing because they weren't taking them at at it, six on three. It, it was it was mind blowing how it, it worked for me. I, I don't it's know. it's it's six players pushing the puck this way, and including Biddington four pushing it the other way. Yeah, just <laughs> that right there. It should work in our favor if it's a greasy bounce. Um, just a goal that would that happened to go the last one off Yorgiev that would go just kind of in between the skate. Yeah, you increase man. your chances of something crazy happening when you have six pushing towards the net and four pushing the other way. It just kind of, <laughs> over time, it should balance out, but it didn't for the uh, you're, you're not going to convince me that, uh, you know, five, guy, uh, five guys on the ice is better than six guys on the ice. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'll take the more players as you have more opportunity to score or, or have, have, you know, the, the, the skill from those six players is better than five day and day and it just didn't happen and and the reverse was going to happen i almost guarantee it if it went if the abs didn't pull that goal and they just stayed five on three for their duration of it and didn't score everybody this morning is me shut the roof off. Your why didn't you go six on three you have more players so it's you can't win if you try you know it, the only way that this would have this would have came out positive for the avalanche clearly is to score and they didn't now everybody's you know uh expert gm and and you know monday morning quarterbacking it but it is what it is. It just it just didn't happen. It didn't materialize. If and even Kale McCarr said in the post game, and I think uh, Erod said it too. He's like, we thought we we did everything that we were supposed to do. We just couldn't get could get it in the net. Sometimes that happens. And I know everybody wants to like like catastrophize things and and say like you know uh, the injuries are piling. That was around a four four uh, game winning streak. They threw forty seven shots on net in this game. I mean, if things were bad, if if they looked terrible, we would say it. But I thought they looked well. You got to throw some credit to the Blues way. I'm sorry. Yep. You just have to do it in this game. It, so. 
the, the same people criticizing six on three are the same people that are acting like we're never going to lose another game when Darren Helm comes back. Mm. Yeah, he's a savior. He's a savior. <clears throat> so um, a lot more to get to with this one. Uh, we're going to do that. We have our sound check to get to. And then specifically Alex Newhook. We kind of talk about him a lot <laughs> for the, pretty much this whole season. Uh, yep. Comments were made by Jared Bednar that kind of got you thinking. So, but first we are going to hear from our friends over at betonline.net, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, esports, and of course our NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love podcasts, you can find those as well at betonline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's betonline.net where the game starts. All right. So yeah, the, the, the goals, here's the other part of it. <clears throat> the goals by the blues. One of them to me was legit. Yeah. The, the very last one, I think by Jordan Cairo was the last one that was just a flat out goal. Uh, the first two, the first one by Robert Thomas and then by Brandon Saad. Yeah. So the first one by Thomas was a breakaway. He got behind McKinnon. The puck didn't go in. No. Uh, it went bar down, but not bar down into the net, bar down into the crease. And Georgiev didn't really know where it was. He kind of, he he, he did what uh, Kale McCarr did the other night. <laughs> kind of, <Yeah. laughs> um, and he kind of pushed the, the puck into the net. And then the <laughs> second one is just this turnaround shot that was not even a, a no-look kind of shot just to get a puck on net. Georgiev had good positioning. Mm-hmm. He was right up against the the post, and the the puck just it seemed like it just hopped up on that white part of the skate, you know, the little bracket yeah. there, and just slid right in. Those yeah, the were two, holder. two nonsense goals, in my opinion, but they're goals, and you can't take them away. And that's the other part of it is is the the two out of the three goals the Blues got. You're just sitting there watching this and like, okay, like. The first one, sure, you know, things happen. Clearly, Kale McCarr benefited from, you know, the the tuchus of a goalie. Um, And now, you know, it happened to us. Okay. And then the second one was just like, it just snuck in there. Yeah. That that first one, I think no matter what Yorgiev would have done, if he knew it was a live puck or not, I think any adjustment he would have made, it would have pushed that puck in regardless. Because of the way it was coming in, any kind of movement would have probably pushed it back the other way if he Mm -hmm. tried to do anything that second one was ugly and that's the that's the perfect bow on the this story was the blues beat us with the ugliest goals on earth and we beat ourselves by trying to make the most beautiful goal on earth well and then there was another one by um rodriguez by evan yeah. rodriguez on a it was it was like a wraparound and bennington was a little bit out of position and i don't know who it was a defender just you know, going to stop it, and his toe from his skate stopped the puck from going in. Yep, it's a game of inches, and for the Avalanche, it, it was not there. Like the, everything, luck wise, was going towards the Blues. So uh, you had that. You had uh, Dryden Hunt, who is absolutely a whipping boy today, having two two really good chances. Yeah, uh, he he could have easily had two goal night. The first one, it. Uh, it if he was a righty, that would have went in. Yeah. Because uh, his body positioning would have been a little bit different, and he just slid it right through the crease. And then the second one, which was towards the end of the game, 
He just didn't good, get a good stick on it on a backhand, and it went right in. I mean, he had the whole left side of the goal open, and Bennington was on the right side, and he just backhanded it right into Bennington. Yeah. So uh, his his location on his backhand was not there. So he, I mean, again, this is where you know things go your way and things don't go your way. Last night just was not. And you know, you brought up Dryden Hunt, Dryden Hunt, and England talk about. Um, wanting to make something happen, you could really tell they were playing with some fire. Like, yeah, it's yeah. and I think and you mentioned Newhook earlier. Like, it, that's what we keep talking about. And you know, we haven't mentioned JT Comfort yet. Mm -hmm. Still, and those are established members of this roster that have been through training camp, through practices, know what we expect out of the Avalanche. But you have England and Dryden Hunt playing out of their minds and they're very noticeable and visible and it really just it really throws things out of balance when you're asking these two guys to step up and do something and you have these fresh faces come on and they're absolutely showing you up i thought you know i'm trying to like look see who like i didn't think had the best of games um outside of alex newhook um i don't like i thought england looked pretty good yeah he did i mean and and I don't watch him all that much. He's he's a big boy. Yeah. He's tall. He's a little bit lanky, but he, he's he's a big big defender. That could be somebody that they need, you know, going down as the season goes on. But um, I thought he looked pretty good. He had over ten minutes of ice time. Uh, I thought your depth players in the forwards lines looked looked pretty good. Like they were involved. Yeah. Um, Ranta made a couple mistakes, which you don't want to see from like a couple bad turnovers from him. Some really bad turnovers, like I said, by Newhook. But I don't know, man. I, I thought, you know, O'Connor's always working his butt off. Hunt's always is, is working pretty hard. I thought Hunt was pretty good uh, behind the goal. Yeah. He does a lot of good work behind there. It just, you know, when, when you have those two two opportunities that you can't pull on through on either one of them, if he was able to get one of those through, we wouldn't be sitting here saying like, oh, what's going on with Dryden Hunt? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, here's the other thing that, again, how I'm saying like it's just – game of inches and and once sometimes it goes your way sometimes it doesn't second period time's winding down blues ice the puck with four seconds left mm -hmm. so like, okay anything can happen in in four seconds maybe you get a, a nice draw and a, at least a shot on goal or something so there's four seconds left and what happens after the face-off with two seconds left miko takes a penalty bogus penalty if you ask me but whatever mm -hmm. it, it's it was an interference penalty uh, so now you you went from maybe anything can happen after in four seconds to now the Blues are starting the third on a power play and in like the game winner seconds like thirteen seconds uh, that's the Cairo goal. Yep, just amazing how things just shift. So you kind you have to take all of this stuff into account here. It's not just like the Avs played terrible. Just all of these things lining up, all of them went the Blues way. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm not getting down on the abs today for this performance. Like you can get down on, on individual players and individual plays and stuff like that, but that's hockey. It's a fast moving game. Sometimes guys are going to come through. Sometimes guys aren't. And yeah, there, there were guys who did not last night, but overall the abs were on it. I thought their, their passing was great. They were doing, they were having really good offensive zone uh, possessions, 47 shots on that. Um, the, the face-offs, 
you had 48% of the faceoffs. The the power plays are, you know, something to be desired, obviously, but that's been good for the majority of the season. It's just a loss. It's a loss. And I know because it's against St. Louis, we want to blow it up. And I get that, but. And I had a, my, my very beautiful friend messaging me during the game, talking about how frustrating this game was. And I, you got to look at it. This is game 14, 15. This is something you have a lot of fresh faces on this team. This is something you learn from, and there's yeah. not a lot to learn. Like lose in this lesson, yes, it's a, a quote unquote four point game. I get it, but it's early in the season, and you have Eagles on this team, and you have the top lines trying to figure out how to work with each other. This little bit That's of fair. adversity is what you figure out, work together through, and then take it out Thursday night against Carolina, a higher quality team right mm. now you put it together there, but this is a lesson game. You could do everything right. And puck luck comes mm. into play. So you have to play a little bit better to get rid of that margin of error. Yeah. To, to play this way down, all the guys were down. Yep. I'll take it. I really, and like I said, you're coming off a four game wins and you've been down those guys for that four game win streak. And you could have pushed it to five easily. So you're not getting blown off the ice. You know, th- things are, I think, uh, you know, fine for the avalanche. You feel conf. I do. I do. I feel like this team is, is, is turned the corner and they're starting to, to play well. Um, yeah. Again, though, Kale McCarr, 29 minutes of ice time. Yeah. Uh, Taves, 26 and a half. It's just something we're going to have to watch as the season goes on. I, you know, when you have games like this and you're down and you're trying to, you know, get that equalizer – those guys are going to be out there more. I get it. But um, I, I don't know, man. Like that's <laughs> don't want to burn these guys out this early in yeah. the season. So we'll see. Um, all right. We're going to hear from Simply Safe. Then we have a sound check to get to. And what's going on with Mr. Alex Newhook? But first, Simply Safe. Uh, and did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? It really should come as. No surprise, because we are uh, a nation of uh, Amazon shoppers. Guilty. And uh, when those packages are... Yes, you too. I, I, I've I've seen your front door. You don't know this, but I've seen your front door. Uh, and when you know those packages arrive, people are on the hunt to theft these packages right from your front door. So why not get hooked up with Simply Safe Home Security? They are offering right now their best deal of the year, 50% off of their award-winning security systems so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind during the holidays. It's an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents which use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend, you can get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, our sound check for the day. You can follow our uh, songs that we pick to best describe the abs versus the blues. You can follow it over on Spotify. Just search LOA sound check, sound check volume two. And uh, yeah, kind of. Haven't done a, a losing one in a little while, four games, obviously, but uh, what do you got for this one, sir? It works on so many levels. 
Yeah. Summarize the game. But anyway, from <laughs> Blues Traveler. <laughs> it's so funny how like we don't really uh discuss what we're gonna do for the sound check until like we're kind of on the air. And it's kind of like we so the ours were not like we, we didn't no, we don't get together beforehand. No, and say, Oh, let's go this route with the sound check. You pick whatever you want to pick, and I pick we kind of went the same route. Yours is but anyway, it's like okay, you kind of like move on. And mine is uh Jonathan Davis, lead singer Corn, mm -hmm. um, has his own solo album. And he has a song called What It Is. And literally the chorus is like, it is what it is. There you so go. we're kind of on the same page here. We feel like, yeah, like it, it's it's okay. You just have to kind of take it and, and and move on. There's nothing you can really do. You can't dwell on this. You can't dwell on it to just be like, oh, like moves need to be made. And we have to, you know, yeah, we have injuries. That's okay. Our move's going to may, be made, possibility. But, um, it, but anyway, it is what it is. Technically, <laughs> the blues traveled into ball arena and we say, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> I got to say with blues traveler, man, like they're one of those bands that I always liked them like, yeah. back in the nineties. I don't know, like as time has gone on and maybe I've gotten older, I just like them so much more. Yeah. I just appreciate especially their so live much. stuff. They're really good live. Oh yeah. And they're still kicking around, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I think they just put out an album last year. Did they really? Yeah. Thinking. Just, uh, just they've aged very well. Their music has yeah. aged very well, as, as a lot of stuff from the '90s clearly has. So, uh, go check out. Yeah. <laughs> Here's two guys, yeah, from the yeah, we're from the '80s technically. But. Yeah, yeah, true. <clears throat> um, yeah, go go to Spotify and uh, follow that playlist and enjoy. Um, all right, <clears throat> so Alex Newhook, what was his uh, time on ice last night? 13 minutes, 13 seconds. And 13, 13. Yeah. The, the worst possible number for a guy struggling. Uh, he gets it twice. <laughs> so I think we're going to be, you know, just kind of really taking those words that Jared Bednar said at the beginning of the season. And they're kind of, they're always going to creep up right yeah. now and how he's the two C and he's really going to give him a good shot at it. And man, how that has just fallen off a cliff. And it's how we were saying, like this whole episode, you just never know what you're going to get game to game. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. That embodies Alex Newhook right now. Sometimes he looks really good and he's skating hard and he's skating fast and he and he's and he's, uh, you know, coming up with with opportunities for himself and his teammates. And then there's times where he just it's like he's lost. <clears throat> and and, la and last night it was visible. Yeah, that's the problem. Is when it's it's bad, it's really bad. There, it's almost like there's no in between for him, and you know after his first couple shifts if he's going to have a good game or he's going to have a poor game. And last night in one shift in particular really summed it up for him. Just multiple turnovers in the same possession in the same zone that gave the Blues multiple opportunities, and Bednar's not happy, and he he. It's weird because he, he did, you know, he, he limited his minutes, obviously, but at the end of the game, he threw him back out there. Mm -hmm. And I like that. So it's like, I, you're not playing that well, but here's your opportunity in, in a, a key moment of the game. I'm going to put you back out there. Granted, it was on a power play, uh, but he, 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 so he's not a hundred percent giving up on him. I don't think he's ever going to do that, but he said after the game, he's not playing up to I, the comment was something like, he's not playing up to the standard that I put on him. Yep. 
which is a heavy comment from a, a coach. But it's the reality of, of what it is right now. He's not playing up to the standard of a center for a fourth line. Um, mm. He's we're at 14 games. He has three points. It's got to be. That's <laughs> like and we the whole offseason. Mm. We're talking about JT Comfer, Alex Newhook. Who's going to replace that production for Nas? He's not replacing the production for Tyson Jost. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. let's, you can look good all day long, but that's not what we're asking you to do. There's a, there was a hole on the roster. We asked you to fill it and you are taking so many steps backwards. We're astounded at your backskating ability. Like this oh. is, it's, it's bad. He's a minus four. We ask you to produce, not just go out there and be seen don't mm. check a box don't just be out there because you're sitting out a minus four so there's a part of a problem there so you have to step it up and bednar stuck his neck out there and said hey he's got this to at least the trade deadline and you've seen no yeah <clears throat> noticeable step up to step up to that moment and to kind of just take that title he's just been out there coasting you mentioned the trade deadline, and <clears throat> this is – I don't think the Avalanche are going to move him. I think it's way too early in his career where, you know, you're, you've just given up – you throw in the towel on this guy. Um, but from a fan base perspective, if this continues for, for now up until the trade deadline, four months away, there's there's going to be people just that are doing that. There's going to be people that are just throwing in the towel and saying, like, okay, move him now. Um, there's a number of reasons why you don't do that. One is it's, it's, you know, he's, he's very early in his career. He, he's still got to get, you know, I don't want to say acclimated to the game. He's played enough games to get acclimated to the game, but guys just progress differently. Um, so it might take him a little while longer to do that. And that, and as far as, you know, for the people who are maybe eventually shouting from the rooftops, trade him. If he keeps playing this way, you're not going to get a return for him. Nope. That's the other part of it. So uh, people are going to be like, well, he's not doing anything for you. Why should we give you a minor King's ransom just because he's uh, a number one draft pick? You don't, you don't do that. It's how he's playing right here and now, and he's not playing well. I, I always say when coaches do this, there's two roads that can happen right now. You can get down on yourself and sulk and, and be and wallow in self-pity, or you can step it up and say, coach is right. And I'm better than this. And I need to play better than this on a more consistent basis. Because like we said, we've seen it. We've seen where he, he like, okay, that's the Alex Newhook. Let's continue this. And it's so funny that you mentioned Tyson Jost, because was that not what we said about Tyson Jost for yep. all the years that he was with the avalanche? Yep. You saw what could be. And you're like, no, he had a hat trick. There's the turning point. And then nothing for like 17 games. <laughs> it was yep. like, you just, it was just the up and down with Tyson Jost. Is this Tyson Joe's version 2.0? Way too early to, to call that. But uh, what we have to do is live in the here and now. And the most recent return for Alex Newhook in terms of this game is not a good one. Nope. Good thing is you have a game in two days, which you have an opportunity. To, it's not football. We have to wait all week long to redeem yourself. You can redeem yourself pretty quickly in hockey. So that's where we stand with Alex Newhook. Don't you dare ask me about a trade. I hypothetically tried to trade Frankie and I got a witch's burial in social know, media. Yes, so I'm not going to talk about trading new hook, <laughs> but I'll talk about new hook right now. 
I, I shouldn't have to say, hey, Newhook, it's time to step up. You got it. You hear what? No, that's been the MO since training camp. Like, yeah, th- like this should not be an awakening. Like, oh, mm. maybe I should start. No, the, the, the path was laid from training camp practice, start of the season, preseason. He knows yeah. what he has to do. He has to get going. There is yeah. no other way around this. He has to get going now. Yeah. Training wheels are off. Like, yep. like we're, we're far enough into the season where you got to hit a stride, do it day in and day out. And he's got guys around him that'll support him. You know, you guys, yeah. you have people like Nathan McKinnon who expects that from people. You're like he's going to, he's getting pushed. I, I can almost guarantee it. So uh, we'll see. I, I still am standing by my, my prediction of he will be a, on the uh, first, second or third star of the NHL at some point during the year, still standing by that, not giving up on the kid. But uh, as far as this one game wasn't good, wasn't good. Nope. All right, everybody, that will wrap it up for today. Um, and unfortunately, probably for the rest of the week, I got to catch a flight uh, to head down to North Carolina to watch our boys play over in uh, North Carolina against the Hurricanes on Thursday. So um, we'll still be on social media tweeting it up probably posting some you know reaction videos and stuff like that so we'll be involved there's just not going to be a episode of lockdown avalanche for probably the rest of the week maybe over the weekend we'll figure something out but that's going to wrap it up for today comment away in the sec in the uh, youtube comment section and uh yeah we will be catching you guys pretty soon for mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast, and we'll catch you guys soon. Go, Abs, go!